1: 1017-FM-710-KEEL, Mike and McCarty. And on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Executive Director of Northwest Louisiana American Red Cross, Karen McCoy joining us. Karen, good morning.
2: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Yes, ma'am. Thanks for taking time to talk with us. We, um, we know you guys are operating some cooling centers with uh, the power being out. A lot of people don't have air conditioning. Um how many are 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 still open did we consolidate tell me what the situation is
2: So right now we are we are helping uh man some of those cooling centers with the city and we are also running a shelter which is a little bit different from a cooling center in the sense that you can stay the night there we'll have you know blankets we'll have warm food um, that is still at morning star baptist church for the shelter and we are still helping support those cooling centers i know we have one at highland center we also have one at galilee and they're sprinkled throughout the city mm-hmm. are they being used i mean is it a, is it a huge demand or is it kind of a moderate well, you know, I just talked to one of our elected officials yesterday asking that because I don't have the exact numbers in front of me on the cooling centers. Now, with the shelter, I do have the shelter numbers. Um, and since we've opened, we've had 65 overnight stays. They are being utilized. Um, Some people are coming in for a few hours, taking a power nap, getting some food, getting some water, and then heading back to their house. Others, especially if you have elderly and, and younger children, are, are staying the full night. Um, People are also using it to charge, you know, their phones or any type of equipment that they have that they need charged. Um, So and then some people have medical equipment that requires, um, you know, electricity. And so that they are able to use that at the shelter that we have.
3: Are you helping provide emergency assistance for folks yet to replace food they may have lost or other other monetary help at this point?
2: Yes. So those people that call into 1-800-RED-CROSS basically that information comes straight to us here locally and we have what we call our disaster action team members that contact those individuals and based on what their needs are we work with our community partners um you know if they if they need food or clothing or if there's something where they need something else everybody has their own individual needs with this weather event that occurred because um You know, we haven't seen anything like this before. So we basically work through their specific needs to help them, um, to help meet those needs that they have. So everything looks a little bit different for each person.
3: And how quickly will folks get help from the Red Cross? I mean, if they're, if you're, and I know, and I'm going to say this quite bluntly, you guys have helped me a couple of occasions during flooding and and it's almost i mean what was your damage what do you need help with and it was pretty quick and and painless so you you're helping anybody across the community typically right
2: that's exactly right anybody across the community that has that has damage we are here to help you and it can range from like you said individual assistance um to help you get items you may need to mental health we even have mental health staff available and, um, healthcare staff available. Like if you've lost your eyeglasses or if there's a medical need or going through this trauma of losing your home or, or going through, um, you know, the devastation of, of a tornado or these straight line winds that we had, um, we have mental health that can help you digest what you've gone through. So anybody that, that needs it, that has had, um, damage, definitely call the line if if there's something that you specifically need and we can help you with.
3: It's 1-800-RED-CROSS, correct? That is correct. Okay. Are y'all setting, planning to set up any other shelters, or are you going to keep this one at Morningstar? I heard talk about the, the old Sam's on Juella. Uh, is that kind of out of the picture at this point?
2: They have not pulled the trigger on that, to my knowledge. We um, we can fit up to a, around 150, I believe, at Morningstar, so until that were to reach capacity and that, and we've not gotten to that point. If the need arises, we absolutely will pull the trigger. Um, We're working with the city and the local government officials on that. But um, we haven't got to that point yet. But we do have that available to us if the need arises.
1: Talking with Karen McCoy, Executive Director of the Northwest Louisiana American Red Cross. Karen, uh, those that have power, those are are set up and and they'd like to volunteer. Maybe they'd like to help. Uh, How? What do you you need in, in form of volunteers?
2: we need all types of volunteers we can use you in whatever capacity you you are able to work in that can even be remotely if you're not comfortable getting out in the field but i ask that you go to redcross.org and there's a volunteer link click on that link it'll have a form for you to fill out and then we'll get back in touch with you and we have jobs from like those disaster action team members that actually go out and meet with people to working in the shelter as a shelter volunteer to helping us with, with logistics, getting those cots that we have to the shelters, getting bottled water to the areas that need them. So we have several different capacities you can work in. Just go to RedCross.org and click on the volunteer tab.
3: And if people want to donate things like bottled water or anything like that, where do they bring that kind of thing and what do you need?
2: Okay, so we do not take, that. I'm glad you asked that, Erin, we do not take physical items because we don't have the staff and the capacity to sort through and then hand them out. Um, So we ask for financial donations. You can go to RedCross.org and and financially donate to or bring it by our office or or mail it to our office. We use those financial donations to purchase those relief supplies. We just don't have the capacity to take in donations and sort through them and, and get them out.
3: And one last thing before we let you go. I know you're busy. Are y'all helping with the feeding for the line workers, and how is that being done? We have
2: not been helping with the feeding with the line workers. We're available to if need be. I was actually in a meeting yesterday, and they were talking about how we have some great, um, I believe it's local restaurants that were helping with that, um, that just stepped up to the plate, which was wonderful. But we have not been asked to help support that. As of yet, now this you know, the longer it goes we could be and we're and we're here to help if the need arises.
1: Karen McCoy with the American Red Cross. Karen, thanks for talking with us this morning.
2: Thank you so much for having us.
1: Mm-hmm. 101- did notice the fairgrounds this morning when i was coming down the interstate pretty incredible her mic's not is it now my button's is your, not is working your button not working at oh. all now my button's oh, not working
0: falling apart here boy these people don't <laughs> want
3: my button to work do they oh lord oh that must be the problem reuben you have control
0: i have control
3: oh lord <laughs>
1: just make sure the off switch works yeah get me a new button
3: yeah there there's a huge group of them at the fairgrounds
1: it's pretty incredible pretty incredible to see
3: and we and we have the tragedy from yesterday that is just so sad a 35 year old lineman from west virginia
1: west virginia Mm -hmm. Yeah,
3: he'd been working monday in the heat and uh was not feeling well and was hydrating i think they actually had, had got medical attention and then he went to his hotel room to take a shower, and then later his roommate could not w- wake him up. And um, just, just it, it's he, a he, sad state. He had
1: a, a 10-year-old son
3: mm-hmm. and
1: a two-year-old daughter. Oh, Mike. And his fellow West Virginia... I got an email from a friend of mine that retired from Swepco not mm-hmm. too long ago, so he's still in contact... Um said his West Virginia co-workers are assigned to outages in DeSoto Parish, and local residents there have started a fund for his family.
3: There we go. There we go.
1: Uh, it's just um, heartbreaking.
3: It, it's a tragedy. I mean, a lot
1: of these guys are coming in from areas of the country where they don't deal with this heat and humidity. This is foreign to them, and yeah. The, and they're not used to having to how how to and you know, they're they're not acclimated to it Mm-mm. and they don't know you know not not prepared for it
3: that's the one thing that I've, i have found really unique you hear people you know some some old timers will say uh, we didn't have air conditioning when i was or how come everybody's griping about it well we've we've acclimated to it we have air conditioning now we're used to it our bodies right. are not used to the heat anymore so we can't take it anymore we do evolve as humans So that's the problem.
1: You know, I did notice. It was interesting to me. I did notice that the first, when power was out, of course, it was just miserable, you know. But when I got the generator, and and in the evening, with just a fan going, Mm -hmm. I was like, this is, you start adapting. It's doable. And by the second evening, I was like, well, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I was comfortable. I'm not saying, but but I, I can understand. Yeah, you know, you do adapt. You put on your loose clothing, and you, you know, and you. you oh, don't... I should have had on clothing. <laughs> <laughs> or you get
3: naked if you want. I don't know, <laughs> but you know, if you've ever visited, what is it, the Pioneer Heritage Center that LSU? Oh, right. Oh yeah. And that you home. see how they built that home there. You you can tell how they built it so they would get a breeze to come through. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where they would sit when during the hot hours and. They, they were used to it. Yeah. We're not used to it anymore. But I guess over time, you adapt. But it's just such a tragedy for that family. And imagine all the workers, too, who were working side by side with him. Oh, yeah. You know, they have to all be thinking, golly, you know, God's been watching over me. And, you know, it's just and, and God bless you all that are going back out today. Probably not listening because you're working. But, you know, Godspeed to you because mm-hmm. this is a man. That's a tough gig, no doubt about it.
1: We'll get an update with uh, SWEPCO official Michael Corbin coming up on how the progress is coming. Uh, I know they my my mom got power Yay. late yesterday afternoon. Okay. And that's just one block over from us, and, and it's been two or three days later. So okay. they're, they're they're working, mm-hmm. you know. And so mm-hmm. we'll find out what the latest uh, numbers are with Michael Corbin uh, at 640. Mike and McCarty, 101. one. <laughs>
4: Tigers, go Tigers!
5: Good
1: game, <laughs> definitely a good game. Man, did 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 pitching come through for LSU?
3: Yeah, we didn't even have our ace. I mean, he's we're saving him up. Ackenhauser,
1: what? Yeah, I don't have. Oh say my gosh, yeah. that's the longest he's gone
5: mm-hmm. as
1: a starter for yeah. LSU. Uh, just phenomenal. It was it was a fun game to watch mm-hmm. because. Uh, Tennessee came back. I mean, they had bases loaded at some point. Yeah, you know, it, it, they had men on in scoring positions, and mm-hmm. so it, when when LSU was only up one or two point, right. or s- points, or run points, runs, so it was it was a good game. The problem now is we got to beat Wake Forest twice, and you know yeah. they
3: they paid more for the umps. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry. Oh, I know. God the wound the wound me. is fresh.
1: Michael Corbin with Swepco giving us an update coming up just after the break. Mike and McCarty, 1017FM, 710Keel.com. 1017FM, 710Keel. Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning. Uh, Swepco VP Michael Corbin. Michael, you have had more. You've had more TV and radio time this past week than probably your entire life.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> and, well, and, and not for a very good reason. I know. Check's yeah. in the mail, by
1: the way. I'm looking at the the Swepka, I'm on my app, and and, I'm, and it was funny because I look at the number 62,789 without power, and my first response is, yay, it's really gone down. <laughs> 62,000 people without power, and that's a good thing. Not if you're one of them. Well, you know what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> well, well, How bad just, is I'll it when
1: 62,000 without power is positive?
0: I'll just say, Mike, I need some of that positive thinking, and I'm going to invite you to my next interview. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, well, What do the
3: numbers look like in shreveport Bozier?
0: Well, the, the numbers really are looking a lot better. Uh, at 6 a.m., and it uh, depends which source you look at but uh at my internal source we're showing SWEPCO wide three states 61,500 better news uh the Shreveport Northwest Louisiana area our the listening audience we're down to about 35,000 outages and that is that over 25,000 drop uh, since this time yesterday.
3: Wow. That's just, big progress.
1: I'm happy my mom got power yesterday. Mm-hmm. My, my it, 82-year-old it really mom, yes.
0: It, it really is. I mean, the uh, men and women that are out there working uh, 16-hour days, it's unbelievable what they're able to get done. And, uh, you know, they're if they're not out in the neighborhoods right now, then they're finishing up breakfast and loading their trucks, and they're about to be out. So it, it's going to be another long, hot day and uh, I expect to see significant improvement. A lot of things behind the scenes happened yesterday with transmission lines, with substations, all those to help enable get, um, get power out to the neighborhood.
3: Michael, we're talking to Michael Corbin with Swepco. We, we understand a lineman working in East Texas in the Marshall area died, apparently having been overcome by the heat. It's such a tragedy. He did not work for Swepco. He, was it Appalachian? Power. right
0: appalachian power one of our sister companies that's still under the uh, aep umbrella okay and uh very tragic our our hearts and uh, thoughts and prayers go out to uh apco as we refer to them and and to his family uh it's a it's a close-knit group and uh some of his co- uh, co-workers and friends um we've offered them the chance to to go back home to west virginia and uh they started that journey home yesterday to, to help uh, support their utility family there.
3: Let me ask you the, the question, the follow-up then. What are you guys doing? Have you made changes to make sure that these out-of-state people who are not used to our heat are making sure they're hydrating, they're taking care of themselves, and are y'all watching them closely to make sure they're okay?
0: We are, and um, you know, we'll, there will be a full investigation into into the chain of events that happened here. Uh, But we continue to have multiple safety meetings a day, talk about hydration, make sure that that water and fluids are available on the trucks and that they know how they can replenish during the day. And uh, so that's certainly on the top of our mind. Um, You know, when we go back and look at where we are now in the restoration process, you know, I, I think it's day six. I've kind of lost track a little bit. Um, but we've got a lot of people that have come back on. Now we're entering the part where, um, people may have had power for the past 24 hours and they're experiencing either a brief outage or I, I know of a couple people out in Southeast report that lost power last night. It's still out today. Mm-hmm. Um, there are permanent repairs being made to temporary, uh, areas. Uh, or, or I'm sorry, let me say that again permanent repairs being made to what were temporary repairs, mm-hmm. and that may result in an outage for safety reasons um there's some additional poles being replaced uh, where we've found damage that we may have missed the first time, and all that involves taking the energy out of a line and and putting people in the dark until our crews can work can work safely but but I would say this if if you're in a situation where your house is off, and you look out the window, and everybody else is back on, go ahead and report your outage again on the SWEPCO app, if you have access to that, or call 888-216-3523 and let us know your power's out, Uh, because there there may be something that we can do. Um, I know a lot of folks are calling their elected officials, they're calling the city, city council, parish Commission to report outages. That just slows the process down because then they've got to they've got to get somebody to call me, and I've got to call somebody. And and if you can possibly go directly to SWEPCO, that really will speed the process up.
1: Michael Corbin with SWEPCO. Michael, I know when you know people may have power and then lose it again. There are instances where, like um, I go Greenway um, toward uh channel three in the afternoons and it's been clear all weekend and then yesterday there was a brand new tree down in the middle of the road yeah. that that fell like monday night yep not yep. really you know and, and so it there's... could have taken out more power lines as it fell because it was a huge tree so so things are still happening even after the storm
0: this is a very fluid situation and you're exactly right. There was so much tree damage, uh, that, you know, as we continue to have little afternoon winds, uh, and just unfortunately gravity that, uh, that we still have tree limbs falling and taking down recently repaired lines. Um, we, we've got a lot of tree crews out there and, uh, they're, they're trying to go and catch as much of that as they can um you know if there are if there are trees that look imminent that are um you know if you've got electric lines in your backyard let us know that's fine and uh if you looks like there's limbs that are about to fall and, and hit the lines, and you know i i probably need to say a thank you to, to another group of people there's a there's a lot of folks that work at Swepco that have day jobs whether it's in an office or if it's in the field but They've been put into the hospitality business because mm. we're having to lodge, feed, do laundry, mm. um, give moral support wow. to over 3,000 workers at mm. various places. And uh, I cannot believe how the logistics have been pulled off, the hard work people have done, what the city and the community have done, you know, restaurants, uh, community groups wanting to provide food, ice, assistance for the workers it it has just been spectacular and and i hope once this is all over we can we can come up with some sort of big big area wide thank you
3: one last thing let me let you say, somebody who is listening on their phone this morning they're in the dark they don't have power what does what what do you say to them
0: if if you're in an area where everybody's out we're coming to see you if you're in an area, just, just please be patient, and I promise we're going to be there. If you're in an area where everybody has lights but you, then go on our app or call 888-216-3523 and report that outage.
3: Michael Corbin with Swepco, Thanks for your time.
0: Thanks, y'all. Have a good day. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Michael. one oh one seven
1: 101.7 FM, 710 KEO. Mike and McCarty.
3: Am I the only one on earth that didn't watch the sub?
1: <laughs> no, you are not. You
3: didn't watch it either? They're they're hearing noises from the submarine now, apparently.
1: For, and for those that don't know what we're talking about, it's it, the sub that's come up the Red River that's got no, heavy armaments on it. And it's <laughs> got...
3: It's not a sub that's come up the Red River. It's a sub that took passengers to see the Titanic, the wreckage of the Titanic, it's, and they it's lost these contact. Rich
1: Arabs, right? Aren't I think there, these...
3: that there's five passengers. They paid a fare to go on this sub trip, and they paid big. You've been following this, okay, Chica she, from 94.5. Our, our
1: coworker from from behind the next door.
3: We pulled her How away from the. We pulled her away from the TV because she's fixated on this. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars.
6: To, to for a go ticket. down for a ticket. Yes. And they are huddled in to this little
1: uh, about as big as this table.
6: Yes. Five of them. Yeah. Two hundred and fifty you got a billionaire down there. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a very, very wealthy British man and his son for his nineteenth birthday present. So they um, paid a half a million. Before yes. For the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> to go sorry. die. That's not funny. That's not funny. You guys are going to so go, go die. But do you realize that in the contract, it mentions death three times on the first contract, like oh on the gosh. first page. Guys, an hour and 45 minutes into the two hour trek, they lose contact. They're using an Xbox controller <laughs> to control. the Guys, the whole thing. Just gives me, this is, listen, as a Latina, this is some white people stuff, okay? Because this Can is, we edit that out? I don't think the, you can say is, it. I'm, like, is, yeah, I'm just
3: saying. I'm like- I, you, There's no way in hell you pay $250,000 to do this. No. That's a casa. That's a house.
1: That's, this, that's two then, houses and then, for something.
6: Exactly. People. And then you're going to tell me that you're going to try to get my fat butt into <laughs> this tiny, tiny space. But hey, don't worry. We got this Xbox controller, and this Xbox controller is going to use Bluetooth, okay? Track and you. then we're gonna go ahead and go down there and look at the Titanic. Oh wait, by the way, there's not an actual window. We're oh. gonna see it through cameras. There's no window. See, that's in
1: ridiculous. This you the, you the can't even. The window
6: is is right in the front, and that's where you use the bathroom. I'm way too invested <laughs> in this.
1: But well, it's now, 13- the report I heard this morning, the latest one is that they're 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 afraid that they're tangled in some wreckage. Which uh, means that they're now going down and tearing up the Titanic. Right. They're destroying uh, the ship uh, on these tours.
3: This well, is the greatest, and I think which, and that
1: I, no, I don't know why, but it makes me mad
3: mm-hmm.
6: that
1: they're destroying the ship on these... Pleasure cruises.
6: One thing they're for not. Rich, r- r- <laughs> for cruise. rich folks. Yeah, no. Well, here's, here's the truth that I think nobody's really talking about is what next? They're, they, they got 17 bolts that keeps it in, right? And so what? It's the pressure down there. So let, let's say that they find them. Mm-hmm. Let's say that they do locate them and they're down there and they're snagged. It's a 10-ton capsule. How are we going to retrieve them? They have 96 hours of oxygen left. What happens next?
1: I think it's like 40 hours now.
6: Oof, they're yeah, they're, for, I think it's yeah, yeah, morning. It's, it's, crazy. morning so, it's
1: like 40 hours. Well, they're
6: now. running out of oxygen. Yes. 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 So they're
1: really. And so people are going to start freaking out <laughs>
6: oh.
1: and then doing that. So that decreases your time. Oh,
3: absolutely.
6: And then do they have to be like, well, I have more money, so I get to use the oxygen. <laughs> like, how does it work down there?
3: I just.
1: Well, you're all breathing the same oxygen.
3: Oh, God. How does it work? Too many questions. Yeah, who's making money off this? Who is this? Elon Musk again?
1: No, I think it's a, it's an expedition company
6: that. Uh. Can we talk about though the billionaire son? Can y'all please just look into that real quick when oh, we get a minute? Why is he hot or something? Oh, the billionaire son. <laughs> Is going to concerts and goes, I know this is a bad taste, but my stepdad would want me would want me to be out here enjoying life. That's and right. That's, not oh. That's the only
0: thing I've seen about <laughs> this is that the kid is went to a Blink-182 concert.
3: Oh, God. Mm. Oh, well. The world is fixated with it, and I just found out about it.
1: Oh, well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're not watching the 24-hour feed of no, the search No, I'm not. Sub-search. I'm not. Yeah, sorry. Mike and McCarty uh, coming up at 710. Mayor Tom Arsenault going to join us. One hundred FM, seven ten Kiel, Mike and McCarty, on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault, another very busy man the past uh, over the past week or so. Tom, thanks for talking with us this morning.
7: My pleasure. Good to be with you.
1: We know um, the numbers. We talked with uh, uh, Michael Corbin earlier this morning. Uh, more and more people are coming back online uh but we we understand there's a, there's still a lot of damage and i was telling aaron earlier this morning a tree fell like tuesday or or actually monday afternoon mm-hmm. another tree fell causing more damage so there's still damage taking place do do people need to report this and, and keep these numbers coming in
7: Yes, it's very, very important that people, uh, keep the numbers coming in. Uh, first of all, we don't, just because there's a tree down doesn't mean that I know, uh, that the people in Freeport know or the Shreveport that Swepco knows their tree is down, particularly if it affects a, uh, particularly if it affects a, an electrical line. And, uh, and also it's important for people to be able to try and clear those. You know, some of these trees now are falling on service lines, which is the line from the connection with Swepco to your home, right? And uh, those, generally speaking, are the responsibility of the homeowner. And uh, if it damages the weatherhead, which is the place where the where the electricity actually enters your house, Swepco can't put you online until that is repaired
3: by an electrician, right? Mm-hmm.
7: By an electrician. So that those are very important things for people. Uh, to remember there are just unfortunately multiple steps to some of this that really people need to be mindful of.
3: Or, or is there a place where people can people are, have been busy in crisis mode, getting the tree off the house, getting the tree off the car. Right. but now we need to report the damage because we have a threshold to meet before some emergency help can kick in. Am I right?
7: Yes. Uh, and it, and based on the information that we received at our command briefing yesterday, that um, we may actually get to that number, not for governmental assistance, but perhaps for some individual assistance from FEMA. So it's very important that every bit of damage be uh, be reported. There are two places to do that. Uh, one is online at damage.la.gov. And the other place, uh, which may be easier for people that are out of electricity, uh is to use their phone to call the uh, uh the local emergency office which is 318-675-2255 318-675-2255 uh, they're cataloging damages as of yesterday we'd identified 854 damaged structures uh, within Caddo Parish so that's a that that says there's a larger number plus with with uh, food spoilage uh, that's going to push our numbers up we're probably not going to reach the damage to public facilities themselves that will get us into FEMA for the governments but there may be some thresholds for individual damages
1: Talking with Mayor Tom Arsenault. Tommy, is there a, a minimum? Like, I mean, if you if if a branch fell and, and broke a part of your fence, would you report that or would it need to be the whole fence down? Is there a minimum that people need to be aware of when reporting damage?
7: I think if it splinters like one picket. I don't think I would report that, but most, most of the time branches are going to cause more damage. Trees are going to cause more damage than that. And I would call and report it and let let the people on the reporting end decide what needs to be reported. In other words, I I wouldn't assume that my damage is too small to report.
3: And this has nothing to do with what you're going to report to your insurance because there's a lot of people that will say, hey, my damage is minor. I don't want to report it to insurance because then I'll have to pay my $1,000 deductible, so I'm just going to fix it myself. But you still want to know all the damage, and this report you're talking about has nothing to do with reporting to your insurance, and they're not connected, right?
7: That's exactly right. Now they may ask if you're insured, mm-hmm. uh, because generally speaking, they're looking for uninsured damages. Okay. But again, I would let the people who are receiving the information.
1: Did we lose your phone, Tom? We can't hear you. If you can hear us,
3: yeah. Dial him back, Ruben. I want to. I want to ask him something too about that number he gave out. If you missed it, it's three one eight. 675-2255, or you can report your damage online at damage.la.gov. If you've got a fence down, you've got a tree on your roof, you have a tree on your car, we we need to know all that damage so they can try to meet the threshold.
1: Let's go ahead and take a break, mm-hmm. and then we'll get back with Mayor Arsenault right after the break. Micah McCarty, 101. 101- 1017-FM-710-KEEL. Also, free download, the KEEL News app on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker hotline. Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault joining us. Uh, Tom, we still have the cooling stations available, and and what other facilities are available for people that still don't have power?
7: The cooling stations are still available. There's still one uh, overnight shelter I visited at... Last night, they're taking great care of people. It's at Morningstar Baptist Church on Duella Avenue. Uh, Red Cross and the church are manning that and doing just a, a beautiful job. That's also a place where people can exchange oxygen tanks, uh, for those who are on oxygen and need some relief. Uh, the city has seven, uh, seven parks that are, uh, open and are acting as cooling centers while they're open. Uh, you can check for those on our on the city's website mm-hmm. and also on uh, I think on Spar's website and on the Kettle Parish website.
3: What seems to be the biggest need right now in the community, Mayor?
7: I I think the biggest immediate need is, is uh is really in Swepco's hands and that is getting the getting the power restored. As of our command meeting yesterday there were still about thirty something thousand 36,000 households in Caddo Parish that did not have uh, power restored those numbers should begin coming down very quickly because the all of the substations are operating and have power and that was the first step they had to take because that's where the power comes from to distribute it to homes and businesses so that should be coming pretty quickly Um, Elizabeth and I visited the Swepco Yard last night to just to let the Mm -hmm. workers that were there know, thank them for uh for being here and for being away from their families to help our community. And we met people from uh from Michigan to Virginia to Kentucky, uh to Ohio to Arkansas who are in Mississippi, who are all here uh working to restore electricity to as many people as they can as quickly as they can
3: and of course we had the tragedy in East Texas with the loss of alignment a lot of those folks aren't used to this heat is that one of their big problems they're dealing with when you visited with them and, and heard that yeah, message they
7: they did uh, the, the heat was a was a big issue because they're really not accustomed to this uh, to this heat of course actually for this really early in June we're not accustomed to to Heat indexes in the hundred and five, hundred and six, hundred and eight categories. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're all uh, we're all suffering. They are suffering. They wear very heavy equipment, protective equipment, uh, when they're working on those lines. So they are they are really hot, and they appreciate that great big air conditioned tin and really good food that's being provided to
1: them. Uh, Mayor Tom Arsenault, we heard a report earlier this morning about somebody in a van that's going through one of the neighborhoods stealing generators. Mm. There's a special place in hell for people like this. And I agree have with you, that. Have you heard any reports? Are you, are, is, are the police having to deal with uh, reports of, you know, looting or anything like that going on?
7: I have not seen any reports of uh, of looting, um, unfortunately there are all kinds of parasites in the world that will take advantage of people's, uh, people's misfortunes. And I agree with you. There's a special place in hell for those folks. And, uh, hopefully they'll, uh, they'll get saved and, uh, turn it, turn back all those generators and repent. But, uh, the, the most important thing right now is, uh, for us to all of us try and keep our, Uh, keep our patience and um, i have not heard of widespread thefts of generators that doesn't mean that you know somebody's generator has not been stolen Mm
5: -hmm. i
3: I noticed too um mayor driving down two things driving down uh, in the broadmoor area i saw city crews out on monday which was a holiday picking up debris um you have, you have them working overtime, and are you also bringing in a private contractor? Have you made any headway on that to get someone in to start picking up the debris? Uh,
7: we we uh, began holding meetings with private contractors. We have a damage expert from the Louisiana Municipal Association coming in to help us wade through that. Unfortunately, we have to follow a procurement process to be able to be reimbursed by the state 75% uh, for the expense of that. So the debris removal is, is going to do, be something that will tax people's patients, including those of us in government. I'd like to have it all picked up by next week, but that's not going to happen. So mm-hmm. it, we're looking at a process that will probably take weeks because you got to pick it up. You also have to figure out where you're going to dispose of it.
1: Mayor, this is uh, unprecedented damage that we've experienced over the weekend. I just want to say, you know what, I I think you and your administration have done a fantastic job. Uh, We appreciate the work that you guys are doing, uh, the the crews at SWEPCO. Uh, It's just been a very difficult situation for everybody. And and I, I just want to commend you and the administration for what you guys have done. We appreciate it.
7: Well, thank you. This is a cooperative effort among Cattle Parish, the Cattle Parish Sheriff's yes. Office, the City of Shreveport, uh, the Office of Homeland Security. It's, uh, it's really been good to see. We've been meeting every day. We, we think we have got things under, under control, not finished, but under control now that, uh, we're not having daily meetings, but please keep in, uh, please keep in touch with the statements and the press releases that will be coming out i'm sure they'll be coming out at least daily so it's best if, if people can if you don't have uh, electrical service uh this is a uh, a great app to be on the the uh 710 keel app and and in other news apps that's a great way to get your information and it's the best way that we can get
1: information out to the public
3: mayor tom arsenault thanks for your time sir Thank you very much for having me.
1: 1017 FM, fm 710 One hundred 1017 fm 710 Kiel. Mike and McCarty. And I, Aaron, I'm just, I'm blown away at... at the depravity of man. I'm, I I don't know why. At, it's sad. At, you know, as much as we've seen uh, in our lifetime, mm-hmm. but but to, to to go through neighborhoods and steal generators from people with no power. You are a sleaze bag, sleaze bag. There's just... Karma will get you, is all I have to say. There's there's no retribution for Mm -mm. I mean, Mm. enough. Tommy Giles and Keith Bryant with Shreveport Volunteer Network have been extremely busy, but they're going to take a moment to talk with us coming up after the break. 1017 FM, 710 Kiel, Mike and McCarty. Tommy Giles and Keith Bryant joining us from the Shreveport Volunteer Network on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Uh, Guys, good morning. Thanks for taking time to talk with us this morning. We know you're busy today.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, You guys have been nonstop since this happened. Um, I guess the first question is, have you ever seen anything like this in our area?
5: No, 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 not even Hurricane Laura, which came through as a Category One storm. Um, up to the Gulf, we, we've never seen anything as widespread like this. We've had calls from all the way from Webster Parish down to Nacogdoches, over to Toledo Bend, all the way up to Texarkana. So, I would call that the Arquitect, You know, mm-hmm. how
3: do you even? How do you even start? It's like an elephant, one bite at a time, I guess, huh?
5: one bite at a time yeah one bite at a time and and this storm is going to take everybody coming together you know as one uh we cannot help everybody we're going to try to help as many people as we can but uh the reason tom one of the reasons tommy and i started the streetport volunteer network was to excite others to love your neighbor as yourself and 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 help your neighbors and and we saw it last night uh again the network um Working strong with volunteers coming out to help a, we helped an elderly lady last night that didn't have any power the tree had power she didn't have power uh, because the tree was way of her secondary power.
4: you would have never seen it if it wasn't for her neighbor's calling' because it was packed away in the backyard really really tight
3: mm. can you can you pinpoint I, a hard hit area? Is it hard to do
4: uh, yeah no um yeah well we we went to uh Friday morning. We were at, at 12 a.m. in the morning till 8 a.m. in the morning. We were uh, on off of uh, in Keithville at 169 to Keachall Marshall Road, and I don't know how many trees we cut up for five or six straight hours with uh, Caddo Parish District Four, and um, that that was a lot of trees. That was that they I think they estimated about 110 mile an hour uh, wind through there.
1: Wow. Guys, you run heavy equipment. You've got chainsaws. You've got you, you. need water. Tell us some of the needs that you have. That how people can help you help others.
4: Um, right now, it's uh, we definitely use more water. Um, we've been handing out water every, everywhere we go. Um, we're we're just trying to stay hydrated ourselves. <laughs> uh, you know, we wanted to thank Southern um, Southern hydrate. Um, the Owner there is Elizabeth Moore, and they they came out on a location and they gave us IVs with all the different electrolytes so that we could get hydrated again and keep working.
3: Where can folks drop off things uh, if they have you know fuel for your your tools or if they have anything anything chainsaw that, oil? You, yeah, and you need any of that? Yeah,
4: yeah. It can all be it can all be dropped off at our warehouse here at the Summer Grove Baptist Church off of Jewella. And we're in the old dealers' building on the west side of the building.
1: That's the and, old South Park Mall location.
4: Mm-hmm. South Park Mall. In contact, and uh, and any of them can contact um, Heather Bryant. And uh, her number is, let me get that. What is, what's her number? Our number is 318 and she'll be handling all of our donations, uh, intake, and things like that, and then get them directly to us, or we'll be able to get them directly to uh, people in the community.
3: Congratulations on your wedding, by the way. I, I hadn't said anything to Keith. <laughs> let, let me let me ask you a question. Um, this is going to take how long? I mean, you're still in this for a couple more weeks, right?
4: Hundred uh, percent.
5: Yes. Uh, you know, there's there's gonna the landscape and people's some people's lives have changed. Uh, drastically for a really long time. You know, we think about it, if you just look at the storm aspect of it, um, we see that uh, a lot of devastation, but what we don't see is how people are, are going to be hungry for a long time too, because the storm hit on the 17th, a lot of people had, uh, on a fixed income, just got their food on the 15th, and so, uh, you know, when it's spoiled, you know, there, there's so much more devastation than just the, the trees, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, and okay.
3: House. Let me let me ask you this, how are you prioritizing who you're helping? Cuz if you've got a family of with that's got able-bodied men or teenage boys, um that's not as important to you as if there is an elderly woman who's living alone, right?
5: That's right. Uh we're we're prioritizing things first and foremost, uh we wanted to help the um you know, help clear up the streets and so emergency operations could could uh could go down we want to thank uh robert jump and the Freeport caddo uh homeland security and and all of the first responders and everybody that's really we really do live in a blessed community of first responders that are top notch i mean these guys are 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 they they work really hard and train really hard four times like this just be patient and um know that your people that are are your paid servants are serving you.
1: If if somebody has a need um, and they would like to reach out to the Shreveport Volunteer Network, we're talking with Tommy Giles and Keith Bryant, um, how would they reach you guys?
4: Uh, really, the best way to do it is going to be uh, three ways they can do it. One, they can go on our website, ShreveportVolunteerNetwork.com and request assistance. They can download our app. Um, which is the streetport Volunteer Network, and the first button on there, it says request assistance, or they can call directly, 318-469-0899, um, or shoot us a text. Text always works better because we're usually in loud environments and don't get to hear everybody and things like that. And um, But to go back and to address, you know, how do we pick and choose, who do we help first, really it's, it's just a triage. It's, it's, we're going through someone calls and if they got uh, a tree on their house their priority number one or if they got it on their you know something preventing power from their home or driveways um if it's just standing limbs and and trees down in their yard we'll get to those those are just those are secondary and so until we get a, a beat on everybody who's been taken care of on house you know trees on houses um we're going to be helping people just cut up trees in their in their yard and and things like that.
3: I saw y'all Not post on Facebook that you were going to a specific house and you needed help. If people are listening and they, they, they're they available to help and they can come out and help, um, what should they do? What kind of folks do you need to come out and help?
1: And what do they need to bring?
4: Mm-hmm. Well, we provide everything. And so uh, actually last night, I didn't even know Keith had posted that address. And I said, man, that's 7 o'clock at night. Ain't nobody going to show up to come help. And I think we had about ten people show up unannounced, wow. just wow. pull tree limbs out of this lady's backyard.
3: So, who do you need, and and uh, and what do they do to to get on your list to to come be a volunteer?
4: Um, same thing. They can go on our website or app and mm-hmm. download it and uh, register to volunteer. But really, we we just need people willing to come and help. Gotcha. If you're you know, if you're all ages, bring your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great for family. Uh, family bonding and, and learning about volunteerism and, and helping others. And um, if you're a uh, a guy with tools, you come on. If you're a lady with tools, we had a lady show up the other day. She said, you want me to bring out my 20-inch bar or my 16-inch <laughs> bar?
3: <laughs> I love uh, it. Oh, y'all going drinking uh, at bars now? No, no, no. When-
1: <laughs> i know what he's talking i'm about. joking
3: you know i'm joking i don't know what she's talking about chainsaw i league. know i know guys i i can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart yes for our com- entire community for what you do um you are definitely blessed with the spirit of the lord and and uh, in helping and to all your volunteers everybody that helps Shreveport volunteer network download the app Get on the Facebook page. They're needing help every day. Thanks so much, my friends. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.
1: Tommy Giles, Keith Bryant, Shreveport Volunteer Network, Mike and McCarthy. 101.7 101.7 FM, 710 KEO. Mike and McCarty. One thing that I've learned, I mean, and it's so easy to fall back into a routine of, mm-hmm. you know, taking things for granted. Oh, absolutely. You walk in the house and the and it's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your,
3: your fan is going. Right. You can plug in your phone and charge it up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Simple things. I know. And, I, and I've been, sometimes I'm relaxed about charging my phone, but the last few nights I'm like, be sure you charge it every night because you just never know oh, yeah. when you're going to lose power. Right? You know, you, you, so every night I've been charging it. Last night was the first night I forgot. And now I'm looking at it. It's like, Ooh, I got 27%. <laughs> dummy. We had a charger in here uh, some somewhere. Time. I don't know. But I feel for the, the latest numbers they gave, Swepco gave us where it was 61,500 in the region without power and 35,000 of those are in the shreveport Bozier metro area.
1: I think most of us are grateful, understand the work that the the linemen 30, what 3,000 yeah. linemen and women that have come in from other states mm-hmm. uh to help SWEPCO and and help us right get get our lives back in order. Mm-hmm. And uh the, the tragic situation of the 30 what 36-year-old young yeah. man mm-hmm. That lost his life uh, due to heat, heat-related heat issues. And he leaves behind a 10-year-old and a 2-year-old from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just thank these guys. For, for somebody that's yelling at these people mm-hmm. <laughs> or stealing generators. Yeah. Don't get me started. Mike and McCarty. Probably your entire life.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you for joining <laughs> and, us.
0: Well, and, and not for a very good reason. I know. Yeah. I Checks know. in the
1: mail, by the way. I'm looking at the the Swepco, I'm on my app, and and I'm and it was funny because I look at the number 62,789 without power, and my first response is, "Yay! It's really gone down." <laughs> 62,000 people without power, and that's a good thing. Not if you're one of them. Well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well,
0: well, How bad just, is I'll it when
1: 62,000 without power is positive?
0: I'll just say, Mike, I need some of that positive thinking, and I'm going to invite you to my next interview. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, well, What do the numbers
3: look like in shreveport Bozier?
0: Well, the, the numbers really are looking a lot better. Uh, at 6 a.m., and it uh, depends which source you look at, but uh, at my internal source, we're showing SWEPCO wide three states, sixty-one thousand five hundred. Better news, uh, the Shreveport Northwest Louisiana area, our the listening audience, we're down to about thirty-five thousand outages. And that is that over 25,000 drop uh, since this time yesterday. Wow. I'm That's just, big progress.
1: I'm happy my mom got power yesterday. Mm-hmm. My 82-year-old my it, it really mom,
0: yes. It, it really is. I mean, the uh, men and women that are out there working uh, 16-hour days, it's unbelievable what they're able to get done. And, uh, you know, they're if they're not out in the neighborhoods right now, then they're finishing up breakfast and loading their trucks and they're about to be out. So it's, it's gonna be another long hot day and uh, I expect to see significant improvement. A lot of things behind the scenes happened yesterday with transmission lines, with substations, all those to help enable get, um, get power out to the neighborhood.
3: Michael, when talking to Michael Corbin with SWEPCO, we, we understand a lineman working in East Texas in the Marshall area, died apparently having been overcome by the heat it's such a tragedy he did not work for swepco he was at appalachian
0: power right appalachian power one of our sister companies that's still under the uh, aep umbrella okay and uh very tragic our our hearts and pra- uh, thoughts and prayers go out to uh apco as we refer to them and and to his family uh it's a, it's a close-knit group and uh some of his uh, co-workers and friends um we've offered them the chance to to go back home to west virginia and uh they started that journey home yesterday to to help uh, support their utility family there
3: let me ask you the the question the follow-up then what are you guys doing have you made changes to make sure that these out-of-state people who are not used to our heat are making sure they're hydrating they're taking care of themselves and are y'all watching them closely to make sure they're okay
0: we are and um you know we'll there'll be a full investigation into into the chain of events that happened here uh, but we continue to have multiple safety meetings today talk about hydration make sure that that water and fluids are available on the trucks and that they know how they can replenish during the day and uh so that that's certainly on the top of our mind um you know when we go back and look at where we are now in the restoration process, you know, I I think it's day six. I've kind of lost track a little bit, um, but we've got a lot of people that have come back on. Now we're entering the part where um, people may have had power for the past 24 hours, and they're experiencing either a brief outage, or I, I know of a couple people out in Southeast report that lost power last night. It's still out today. Mm-hmm. Um, there are... Permanent repairs being made to temporary uh, areas, uh, or or, I'm sorry, let me say that again. Permanent repairs being made to what were temporary repairs, Mm -hmm. and that may result in an outage for safety reasons. Um, There's some additional poles being replaced uh, where we've found damage that we may have missed the first time. And all that involves taking the energy out of a line and, and putting people in the dark until our crews can work. Work safely, but but I would say this: if if you're in a situation where your house is off and you look out the window and everybody else is back on, go ahead and report your outage again on the SWEPCO app if you have access to that, or call 888-216-3523 and let us know your power's out uh, because there there may be something that we can do. Um, I know a lot of folks are calling their elected officials. They're calling the city, city council, parish commission to report outages. That just slows the process down because then they've got to they've got to get somebody to call me, and I've got to call somebody. And and if you can possibly go directly to Swepco, that really will speed the process up.
1: Michael Corbin with Swepco. Michael, I know when you know people may have power and then lose it again. There are instances where, like, um, I go Greenway uh, toward uh, Channel 3 in the afternoons, and it's been clear all weekend. And then yesterday, there was a brand new tree down in the middle of the road that that fell like Monday night. Yep. Yep. Not really, you know. and so it There's, could have taken out more power lines as it fell, because it was a huge tree. So so things are still happening even after the storm.
0: This is a very fluid situation, and you're exactly right. There was so much tree damage uh, that, you know, as we continue to have little afternoon winds uh, and just, unfortunately, gravity, that uh, that we still have tree limbs falling and taking down recently repaired lines. Um, we we've got a lot of tree crews out there and uh they're they're trying to go and catch as much of that as they can. Um, you know, if there are if there are trees that look imminent that are um you know, if you've got electric lines in your backyard, let us know. That's fine. And uh if you, it looks like there's limbs that are about to fall and, and hit the line. And you know, I I probably need to say a thank you to to another group of people. There's a a lot of folks that work at SWEPCO that have day jobs, whether it's in an office or if it's in the field, but they've been put into the hospitality business because Mm. we're having to lodge, feed, do laundry, Mm. um, give moral support to over 3,000 workers at Mm. various places. And uh, I cannot believe how the logistics have been pulled off, the hard work people have done, what the city and the community have done. You know, restaurants, uh, community groups wanting to provide food, ice assistance for the workers—it it has just been spectacular. And and I hope once this is all over, we can we can come up with some sort of big big area wide thank you.
3: One last thing, let me let you say, somebody who is listening on their phone this morning—they're in the dark, they don't have power. What does what what do ye say to them?
0: If if you're in an area where everybody's out. We're coming to see you. If you're in an area, just, just please be patient, and I promise we're going to be there. If you're in an area where everybody has lights but you, then go on our app or call 888 216 3523 and report that outage.
3: Michael Corbin with Swepco. Thanks for your time.
0: Thanks. Y'all have a good day. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Michael.
1: What a. are both wrong he's not either I, I live like a block from our boss
3: <laughs> is he still
1: in the dark
6: he's in the dark
3: oh lord
6: okay. one seven
1: fm <sighs> 710 keel mike and mccarty who
3: let her in here i just want to talk more about
1: this hey she brought me a piece of raisin bread so okay so it's good she's all right. welcome all right anytime
3: what is up with this
1: submarine
6: she could been following yeah yeah You've been following this, right? I have never been more dedicated to anything (laughs) in my life.
1: See, I felt that way about the Titanic Discovery. I've Mm -hmm. always been a Titanic buff. Oh, me too. Uh, When the Titanic Artifact Exhibition came to town at the Cyport Discovery Center, they hired several local actors to portray surviving members of the...
3: Ship oh, yeah, back in
1: the day, mm-hmm. like Mary Astor. You right, know, right. Uh, and and uh, a guy that worked in, in the boiler room mm-hmm. who survived. Oh,
6: did you get hired?
1: I was Captain Smith. Wait, I was ooh, the only wait. character that didn't survive that they hired. Oh, that's cool. And we were in the exhibition, and I learned a lot about it. Mm-hmm. So and you were a so like ghost? I've known about... <laughs> the what Titanic is, for a what long time. What is up
3: with this submarine? Who's on this? I don't the su-
1: like the fact that they're down there doing this.
3: Who's on the submarine? Is it like scientists? No, man. Listen. <laughs>
6: $250,000 per ticket to get in on this thing. That is really, though, you put these two tables together and that is how big this little...
1: How big it isn't. You can't call
6: it a submarine. Six by it's ten. It's a submersible, all right? Okay. It weighs 10 tons. Yes, it's heavy, but... You got five people in there, and they each paid $250,000. They got an Xbox controller to be like, go down, go right, Who's go left, the driver? Go, they have some kind of expert down there. With I, them? Yes, but everybody gets
3: a turn on the little game.
6: You, you pay two hundred fifty dollars you get a turn. $250,000. $250,000, you get a turn.
3: And there's and you, a father and son down there, so they're, well,
6: they're into it. They're apparently some of Britain's wealthiest families. They're down there. You got a billionaire down there. Um, you got, I mean, it's. And they're stuck, right? Okay, so here's the thing that I think, and I think that's why you're so upset about it, Mike, is that the assumption is that they got snagged somewhere.
1: In the wreckage.
6: In the wreckage. And you're upset because.
1: They're you know, tearing up the ship.
3: Yeah, I mean it's already tore up. <sighs> <laughs> it's not like they're going to float it again. I 1300
1: mean, people lost their lives. I know, lives.
3: I know. But wait, are the submarine is now running out of oxygen?
6: Yeah, last I checked they have about 27 hours <sighs> of oxygen left. But are we hearing bangs and noises from We're, it now? That's what they said. So the the US Coast Guard came out to say that they have heard they have detected underwater noises and they they've reported them as banging sounds and apparently they got vehicles down there they got all kinds of stuff down there and they're doing their best to figure it out here's the thing what happens next (laughs) they've been bolted in with 17 bolts there is no way what what is the pressure Mm -hmm. like if they even go okay let's let's go down there let's get them all right what what's the next plan like what what do we do do we plan and we watch them through the little window you just like,
1: open the hatch and let them swim up to the surface. Yeah, exactly. You
3: right? can it's do only that,
6: two miles, right? Like, here's, here's hold
1: th- your breath. They're going to take you to the top.
6: Exactly. And so, the founder and the CEO of the company said that he doesn't know how they're going to get them up, right? And he's like, "Well, I don't um, know how we're going to pull it off." So, you don't have a remote operated vehicle that could possibly get them and bring them up. Wh- what is the game plan?
3: <laughs> What's the end on this? Yeah. What
6: is the end? Like.
3: Doesn't sound good.
6: No, it doesn't. doesn't. And my Hispanic panic has taken over because, no, you need to understand. I can't (laughs) even watch the videos of the wreckage.
1: You've become obsessed with this, haven't you? Well,
6: yes, because I can't. The deep, dark ocean freaks me out. The fact that we have discovered. Oh, there are things under there we have no
1: idea what there are.
3: Yeah.
6: And then you got people that are paying $250,000 to go check it out (laughs) with a little Xbox controller. (laughs)
1: 1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. By the way, we're still having some issues uh in the control room in the building with like um you and Aaron and I aren't able to access the Shreveport message board. Mm-hmm. I know Ruben can see it. Thank goodness you've got Full facilities over there.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's the important one in the room, that's you for sure. That.
1: You listen to that evil laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I have all the power.
3: Oh, God. Do we have any crazy messages? Anybody that's uh, nothing, been trying...
0: Nothing super crazy. Uh, people asking how they can become volunteers. Did y'all write that number down or for the Shreveport, for the
1: Volunteer, Shreveport Network. Volunteer Network. They have an app that you can download, Shreveport Volunteer Network. Also on the they have a webpage mm-hmm. that you can check out. You could also call Heather at 318-230 Fifty four twenty
3: two two three zero fifty four twenty two to get in touch with the Shreveport Volunteer Network. They still need water. They need things that you use mm-hmm. for a chainsaw. I don't know anything about chainsaws, so you know more about that. They need the oil that chainsaws use and whatever. So they're going to be out. They said a couple more weeks, huh? I
1: use yeah. True Fuel in mine too. Is that what it is? I, okay. That's what I use. Yeah.
3: You need to be hiring people to do that now. You're, you're, you're at that age where you can hire somebody to come I do that. I had
1: chainsaw out Friday night, Friday afternoon. I was cleaning up branches and limbs around my... I was fortunate. We, we, we During the break, you, you mentioned oh, the three of us.
3: We really were. Very
1: blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some limb damage, but it was minor uh, I was able to clean it up. You know, I, like I say, I got the chainsaw out and was able to haul it. Now, it wasn't fun. I mean, it no. wasn't it wasn't small, but, but I was all, able but to do it.
3: All three of us live in neighborhoods where they're, we're surrounded really by big trees. Really I'm bad, basically really in bad a
1: pecan grove. Yeah.
3: Mm Mm-hmm, exactly. It was a
1: pecan plantation. And people
3: all around us are dealing with damage or trees in their yards. And um, I mean, I'm in a subdivision where the homeowners association cleans all that up. But we had a lot of trees down in my area. Mm -hmm. But um, I didn't see, particularly in my area, on homes, I didn't see that.
0: And uh, thank, thanks to mine and my wife's laziness with our shopping, we only lost about $20 worth of food in our refrigerator. Right, so. right.
3: You are urged, by the way, to report your damage. The mayor's going to tell us about that, but I'll give you that number right now. Uh, 675-2255. 675-2255. Or you can log on if you can get on your phone, damage.la.gov. But we'll talk with the mayor more about that coming up
1: next. Next, Mike McCartney. 1017 FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault, another very busy man the past uh, over the past week or so. Tom, thanks for talking with us this morning.
7: My pleasure. Good to be with you.
1: We know um, the numbers. We talked with uh, uh, Michael Corbin earlier this morning. Uh, more and more people are coming back online uh but we we understand there's a, there's still a lot of damage and i was telling aaron earlier this morning a tree fell like tuesday or or actually monday afternoon mm-hmm. another tree fell causing more damage so there's still damage taking place do do people need to report this and, and keep these numbers coming in
7: Yes, it's very, very important that people, uh, keep the numbers coming in. Uh, first of all, we don't, just because there's a tree down doesn't mean that I know, uh, that the people in Freeport know or the Shreveport knows that Swepco knows their tree is down, particularly if it affects a, uh, particularly if it affects a, an electrical line. And, uh, and also it's important for people to be able to try and clear those. You know, some of these trees now are falling on service lines, which is the line from the connection with SWEPCO to your home. Right. And uh, those, generally speaking, are the responsibility of the homeowner. And uh, if it damages the weatherhead, which is the place where the where the electricity actually enters your house, then SWEPCO can't put you online until that is repaired.
3: By an electrician, right. Mm-hmm
7: buy an electrician so that those are very important things for people uh to remember There are just unfortunately multiple steps to some of this that really people need to be mindful of
3: or, or is there a place where people can people are have been busy in crisis mode getting the tree off the house getting the tree off the car right. but now we need to report the damage because we have a threshold to meet before some emergency help can kick in am i right
7: yes uh, and, it, and based on the information that we received at our command briefing yesterday, that um, we may actually get to that number not for governmental assistance, but perhaps for some individual assistance from FEMA. So it's very important that every bit of damage be, uh, be reported. There are two places to do that. Uh, one is online at damage.la.gov and the other place uh, which may be easier for people that are out of electricity uh is to use their phone to call the uh, uh the local emergency office which is 318 675 2255 318 675 2255 Uh, they're cataloging damages. As of yesterday, we'd identified 854 damaged structures, uh, within Caddo Parish. So that's a, that, that says there's a larger number. Plus with, with, uh, food spoilage, uh, that's going to push our numbers up. We're probably not going to reach the damage to public facilities themselves that will get us into FEMA for the governments, but there may be some thresholds for individual damages.
1: Talking with Mayor Tom Arsenault. Tommy, is there a, a minimum, like, I mean, if you if if a branch fell and, and broke a part of your fence, would you report that, or would it need to be the whole fence down? Is there a minimum that people need to be aware of when reporting damage?
7: I, I think you splinter splinters like one picket. I don't think I would report that, but most, most of the time branches are going to cause more damage. Trees are going to cause more damage than that. And I would call and report it and let let the people on the reporting end decide what needs to be reported. In other words, I I wouldn't assume that my damage is too small to report.
3: And this has nothing to do with what you're going to report to your insurance because there's a lot of people that will say, hey, my damage is minor. I don't want to report it to insurance because then I'll have to pay my $1,000 deductible, so I'm just going to fix it myself. But you still want to know all the damage, and this report you're talking about has nothing to do with reporting to your insurance, and they're not connected, right?
7: That's exactly right. Now, they may ask if you're insured mm-hmm. uh, because, generally speaking, they're looking for uninsured damages. Okay. 101.7 FM,
1: 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. You fixed your you fixed your mic switch over there. Look at me,
3: I'm a engineer. I'm a <laughs> an engineer. My mic's been goofing up. Yesterday the the light was out for the on button, so Ruben was having to be stressed out a little bit over is her mic on or off? Yeah. And then today I couldn't turn my mic on at all, and so just out of the blue just now I reached under and there's a cable going to it, and I was I was like oh, and I pushed the cable back up and the. Off light came on. I'm like, oh, okay. So this cable, maybe that fixes that. And then I hit the on, and the on lights fixed. I fixed. I fixed something up in here. You look at me being (laughs) in (laughs) engineering. They pay me extra for that.
0: Yeah,
3: I fixed something with all the stuff they have to fix around here right now. I mean, it's just they, and it's not weather related at all. I mean, I I and I'm going to say something. We haven't. We didn't pre pre plan this. But we have, you know, corporate engineering team that in the height of all this, um, they've kept, si- we have six radio stations in mm-hmm. this building. Mm-hmm. They have kept all six of our radio stations on the air. In in a time when others when, have gone down, oh, lots yeah, of others in the market no. have gone down and they've kept our, our uh, streaming app up where people could listen because it's, you know, right now is when people need us. They need the latest information. They need to hear from the local leaders, etc. And they have kept all of our stations on the air. I think at some point during it, a couple of them were on generator because I know they sent me an email saying, hey, can you help us, you know, get in touch with the, the guys at Sweepco because we're an important entity in the market that need to be on. Mm-hmm. And so we, we do that and, and they get make sure that they get us back on. But They've kept all of our stations. I don't think we've gone off well, at all. You just,
1: okay, so we, Moon, Moon's sitting there going, "Don't shut up, shut yeah, up!" Yeah, I
3: know, I know. But you know, in this, in the, in the light of everything that's been going on, the latest—I know we weren't going to talk about this, but I'm sorry—the latest numbers from Sweepco show 61,500 still in the dark in the region, and 35,000 in the Shreveport-Bossier area, down from
1: over 233,000.
3: Mike, that's when you say that number like that, I I'm like, I can't even imagine. I know.
1: I can't, unbelievable.
3: How do you even when you get here and you're a crew you're a lineman and you've got to you've got to tackle this, how do you even know where do we start? Where do we
1: begin? Kudos to these guys. Thank you guys. I'm Stay safe. You stay hydrated.
3: Mhm. Uh, and I have to thank again all the volunteers that have helped. I got a message yesterday from a it's like a barbecue volunteer service from South Louisiana who came up. They set up barbecue pits in Southeast Shreveport. That's so cool. They put chickens on the grill, they put sausage and and everything, and they held a big barbecue for residents in Southeast Shreveport who were hit hard. And you don't pay for it. They just come up. They wow. bring the grills. They start cooking. And that's just one small example of right. the many, many groups and restaurants who have stepped up to help. Again, the Shreveport Volunteer Network guys are busy working. And they always can need can can use more help. So, amazing community we live in.
1: 1017 FM, 710.